0: Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Monday to you. Very busy news cycle today. You have Steve Bannon, who answered the call to turn himself, quote, in for being uh, found guilty of a misdemeanor of, uh, in contempt of Congress. His response to that today was basically to alert A.G. Garland, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden that he uh, that this misdemeanor will become the misdemeanor from hell, and I quote, uh, for this, quote, Biden regime, and that he and others um, are coming for the Biden regime. So it just kind of makes you wonder... You know, whether or not, and of course you already know the answer to this, whether or not, you know, the the strategy here um, has always been in place and in play, right? If you haven't watched um, The Queen's Gambit, I love that and strongly recommend it, largely because I love her character, and I think they did such a fantastic job with her character, Um, but, but so many lessons, right, that can be learned, um, regarding chess. And many of you, uh, like myself, I'm not a, a, uh, (laughs) by no means, um, some form of a, uh, chess connoisseur, uh, more of a, more of a, uh, novice with regard to that. But, uh, that's, that's usually because I, I come at life, um, very straightforward, right? And most people I'm engaged with uh, do the same. I'm not, I'm not looking for ways to gain an advantage over others, um, you know, and it doesn't mean I have the moral high ground. As I've gotten older, I have learned to become a little bit more of, of an offensive and defensive operator um, on the field of life, Because I think that's wisdom. But my natural inclination is not to uh, walk around with suspect of everyone I encounter um, and how I can gain ground. That's just not, generally speaking, how I'm wired. And so um, now in business, again, it's, you know, my thinking is win-win. And some business, people will tell you, well, that's just a stupid way of thinking because not everybody can win, and I don't think it has to be about winning as much as there can be a prosperous outcome for all. There could be an outcome that serves liberty and prosperity and justice and honesty for all. Now, that's how I see things. Clearly, that is not the world in which we live, so... All that to say, I think it will be interesting to see what happens uh, with this misdemeanor. Uh, what will come forward, There, there's a part of me that believes that there has been a little bit of poking uh, in a hornet's nest. Um, cutting off noses to spite faces, if you will. And I know some people don't trust Steve Bannon from, you know, here to their big toe. Um, and believe that he's part of a larger operation. I mean, it just goes round and round and round. And so, you know, at some point, you just, you have to find ways to take your peace in this crazy world. And I'll get to one of those ways that I've found uh, very helpful in doing exactly that. I will share that in just a few minutes. But I want to stay... I want to stay with this crazy world for a moment. So we have closing arguments today in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Um, if, you, if you're if you not familiar with that, clearly you live under at least a little bit of a rock or a pebble. But uh, interestingly enough, prosecutor picks up an AR-15 and points it with his hand on the trigger at the jury pool. <laughs> now, that, I'm not an attorney <laughs> for sure. But to me, that, you know, let's just call this a mistrial. You want to uh, now, or just dismiss it. You you are now uh, intimidating jurors who have already been intimidated. I love it. Intimidated, mind you, already. Black Lives Matter, for some reason, has, uh, you know, their teeth in this case. And I think we all know why. Because they are an activated arm of, of this regime. And, and really more of a global regime. So there's no other, you know, there, there's clearly no uh, ethnicity, there's no ethnic reason for them to even have a concern regarding this case. When you would think they'd be in my state of Georgia, down in South Georgia right now, where the Ahmad Arbery case is wrapping up, and I haven't heard a word from them about that case, which after watching the video of several videos, actually, and I'm sure somewhat, re- you know, of a of a redaction, if you will. Um, I don't think we ever see the full video of something, but based on what I did see, it appeared that that young man was, in fact, corralled by three grown men, and I wouldn't have cared if they're black or white or green or purple. The way that went down was looked, it had, it gave the appearance of a hunt. And some of you are like, well, hold on. Wasn't he robbing? Uh, you know, no, he, a court allegedly he was walking through the neighborhood, had been sighted in the neighborhood several times, seen on video, um, peering into basically a construction, a house that was under reconstruction or construction, whether it was new or reconstruction really doesn't matter. There wasn't anything in the home to steal, Um and even and here's the thing, even if he was there to steal, even if those homes in that neighborhood had been broken into in recent days, and they assumed it was him, why didn't someone call the law and just wait on the law? And what some of you will say is, well, they did, and they were they were going to be citizens arrest. They were going to wait for the for the law to show up, and they were going to you know, um, they were going to, uh, you know, just hold on to him, right? These are three grown men, and apparently the dialogue between them and what I heard, especially from the cell phone footage of one of them, was a little less than, hey, man, the law is on the way, and let's just follow this guy down the street while we're on the phone with the law. No, this w- this appeared to be a good old-fashioned good old boy roundup of a young black male. Now that's my perspective. So it's probably a good thing for the good old boys that be in South Georgia. And there's plenty of them that I went on that jury. And so some of you see it completely different. I saw where Candace Owens was like, Oh yeah, you know, who jogs through the, through the neighborhood in their boots? You know, this guy was a, was a known crime and he was known. He was not a stranger to law enforcement. He was not a stranger to the penal system. And if we're, all, if we're going to throw it all out on the table, uh, you know, a lot of young black men are not strangers to the penal system. And we could do a whole other show regarding that. And I'm certainly not standing up for convicted felons or rapists or you know, uh, in, in murderers, any of the of the like. But there's a story behind everything. There's the truth behind everything. And by all outward appearances, very obvious outward appearances, that young man was corralled, and if he went to lunge for someone's gun. I believe that was completely out of what the hell is happening right now. I've got three white men and a weapon or three pointed, two pointed at me. Um, I think I'm going to try to, you know, defend my life. It's been astounding to read some of the responses on my Twitter feed. I mean, just some of the most ignorant people that I share soil with. Seriously. I mean, it's just astounding. Low information tweeters. One, I had to block one guy today because he disagreed with me, and it's just you know. Well, you appear to be fanning. Flint. No, I'm not fanning anything. I'm telling you that you're defending the fact that three grown men corralled another grown man, and he ends up dead on the ground. But before he died, law enforcement did arrive, and he bled out. He was still alive. And I think it's disgusting that we've gotten to a place in this country where if someone has a criminal record, all of a sudden their lives legit don't matter. Their due process doesn't matter. I don't care what color they are. Either, I mean, this is how schizophrenic the nation is right now spiritually. Either we hail people who are lifetime perverts, right, They've been prosecuted. They're in prison. They're murderers. They're, uh, they're rapists, sexual molesters of children, and we let them out. Matter of fact, they're hailing one of the dudes that Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself against who came after him to kill him. Uh, they're hailing him as some kind of a, you know, a, a hero, some kind of a golden calf to their cause. It's truly remarkable. It's either we hail them as little gods or we completely castigate people who have bumped into the law at some point in time. I mean, we are just completely schizophrenic as that goes. Now, speaking of schizophrenia, I found this really interesting, and I'm going to draw your attention to this for a reason. Uh, not because I want to hate on the uh, the the National Chamber of Commerce, but uh, having dealt with the lies. In vitriol that came out of the Georgia Chamber of Commerce, and boy, there's a whole labyrinth there for you. You want to look at our our golden blondie child who was who was our U.S. senator. Who decided that it was January 6th was just so atrocious that she, she abdicated her authority as a United States Senator and certified an election because that she was just so horrified by what happened. So let's just certify an election that had, that was riddled with all kinds of indiscrepancies and issues that should have absolutely been adjudicated. But I, I just, I, I just can't. I I can't uh I I have to certify this election. I'm sorry. Right. So follow the follow that trail with her husband with regard to being the chairman of the Georgia Chamber of Commerce for things that went on regarding our First Amendment rights in the state of Georgia against your Religious Freedom Restoration Act on a state level. Follow that. Follow that trail. The U.S. Chamber celebrating today on Twitter with party hats. Uh, whenever Suzanne Clark tweets, what a thrilling moment at the white house, watching the bipartisan hashtag infrastructure bill get signed into law. This will make our nation more competitive, our economy stronger and improve life for all Americans. Now let's get moving. And the U S chamber retweets it to celebrate it. How many of you are members of your chambers of commerce? How many of you realize that they are a strong arm, they're a strong man within the hierarchy of politics and local and state government? I watched firsthand as people were threatened, they were bullied, they were lied about, nationally smeared, and this particular organization was a part of the campaign to tell Georgians that anyone who was in favor of a state Religious Freedom Restoration Act was a bigot, a phobic, and basically a religious zealot extremist who hated gay people. That's what I watched unfold for the better half of two years in my state. And so I have zero use, and I realize that many of you use your chambers of commerce is for networking, right? I mean, there's all forms of storefronts in every industry, whether it's your national security apparatus, it's your uh, monetary system economics, right? Your banking industries, Um, you know, watch Ozark. There you go. I'll leave it at that. So there's all forms of hostile forces Um, who are hostile to your liberty, right? Because there's a monetary reason that they need control. And so when I saw them openly celebrating this, this craziness that was passed in the United States Congress and now signed into law that we have zero idea what's it, How many of you have seen anything that's in it? Has that conversation even continued? No. Do you see your congressmen and women, your senators, continuing to tweet about what's in that infrastructure bill? Nope, sure don't. Do you? Nope, you don't. What does that tell you? So when I see things of this nature, I go, well, thank you, Lord. There it is. There's further confirmation of what I already knew and what I witnessed, and the dots just keep getting connected. And so whenever I see candidates all excited because, oh, I got the endorsement of the chamber, I'm like, yeah, it's a chamber, all right. You go ahead and celebrate that endorsement. I, for one, will not be celebrating an endorsement from anybody's chamber. If it was legitimately an honest networking, support the community, support business, I mean, how can you be the Chamber of Commerce? How can you be the U.S. Chamber of Commerce? How can you do that? Advocate for businesses. Matter of fact, let's read their Twitter account, okay? The world's largest business organization. We advocate, connect, inform, and fight for business growth and America's success. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, talk about cognitive dissonance <laughs> and and the dissonance that's created in you as the American business owner or the American consumer. I mean, that's astounding. It really is. That takes balls. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be gross, but it really does. And so when I read stuff like this, I just shake my head and I think, wow. I mean, just Wow. I've seen them work in politics for a number of years and it is truly astounding. Now, the other thing I want to touch on was, hold on. I'm going to find it or is, Oh, you got to love this. The January 6th commission chairman, Benny Thompson backed extremist secessionist group seeking violent U S takeover Back in the day. That's pretty amazing, right? The irony. The irony. Uh, we also have Dr. Fauci, who still has a voice for some reason, who thinks that he has the authority to tell us what to do for the holidays. Um, And he thinks he has the authority because someone is giving him the authority. Um, then you have my favorite, Senator Marsha Blackburn, who loves to poke, you know, just poke at the kitty. She loves to poke at the Biden administration, how horrible they are. Uh, She says, Joe Biden's first formal meeting with the Chinese Communist Party will be a Zoom call with no goals. Biden is weak and scared. Right? So I'm like, well, hey, let's talk about Tennessee's connections. And some of you are like, what does that mean? go do your research. I mean, you can go right now to the Tennessee China Network, the TNCN network. the TN China Network.org. You can start there. It might be hard for some of you to connect the dots because you're dealing with a dot org and you're likely dealing with C four dollars, which are always going to be hidden. That is literally the tomb of unknown finances. So independent ex- expenditures, and if you think for a second in the day and age of political persecution that your state legislatures are going to do away with C fours, or your federal government will do away with the C four, you can forget it. So for you to ever have transparency with regard to your elections, people you're supporting, you can forget that too. You know, I may be a little bit of a of a naysayer tonight. I'm just going to warn you uh, because I'm I am. Um, I love it. You got to go watch. You got to go see that thread. And your state probably has the same thing. I live in a CCP stronghold in the state of Georgia, because we have the same partnerships. And you have to ask yourself whenever President Trump deems and creates a list of CCP friendly companies and people prior to leaving office, right? And that thing is circulated all over social media. Um, yet some of your states are still completely snug snugged. In a snug as a bug in a rug on a, a, in front of a warm fireplace, right? They're still snugged up with these companies telling you that you need to watch that Biden regime. You need to watch that Biden administration. Keep in mind that Marsha certified the election too. (laughs) So I just find a lot of this very disingenuous and it is rather, uh, it is rather mind blowing. But there was something else in here that I want to touch on that in Orange County. There is a, uh, there's a county, there's a commission rather in Orange County that has decided that they, they're not seceding, okay, but they are, um, they are, they are championing, championing, championing um, their cause to be a sanctuary city for constitutionally bound citizens. Right. And they basically used Gavin Newsom's uh, sanctuary policies for California in general um, against him. Now, apparently this document that they have um, scribed is a little bit of a political maneuver uh, more than teeth. I'm not sure to what extent they have engaged local law enforcement. Uh, in order to enforce this and to keep the state and federal government out of their communities with regard to unconstitutional mandates. They did not list specific mandates. And when you read the piece that's on my Twitter feed, what you'll find is that because they're so inundated, there's been a barrage of unconstitutional mandates that they've just kind of thrown a blanket out there, a blanket statement, to say basically, hell no, we won't go right? They, apparently the document is fluid at the moment and ah, there's a, a, a today term fluid. Um, and they're saying that they're not at risk, for losing state or federal funding. Now, I want you to think about something. So some of you are like, well, what can we do, Monica? And I've said, well, you're right here. You know, get with your local sheriffs, your marshals, uh, your uh, county commissions, you know, your county ordinances. These are things that on a county level and a state level, uh, you need to ensure that you remain a constitutionally sound and sanctuaried uh, uh, place to live in which to work and live and breathe and play and have your being and all of that good American stuff, right? That is clearly quickly going down your American toilet bowl. So how do you do that? By getting involved just like this on this level and exactly what I've been saying since last year. And you know that there's teeth to that because the left pundits are all over the place, whether it's literary or or live, talking about people like me and, and GOP people Um, at hailing us as some kind of um, threat to the democracy of the country and to the safety of the country, right? As if we're up to something nefarious because we want to abide by the Constitution. I mean, I'm telling you, we live in a schizophrenic country at the moment. And you can feel it all around you. I know you can. It feels like the entire country is suffering from a concussion, and it's one concussive blow after another. Every time you turn on your television, every passing day, it's another blast that causes your brain to to just bump up against your skull, and you're trying to figure out, what is this really the what is going on and the further you get down the road the more you realize it doesn't have anything to do with president trump this is a hostile takeover of your country and of the entire world in democracy in any form across the globe so this is a globalist's wet dream and sadly many of your congressmen and women your senators on a state level on a federal level your corporations your industries past administrations current administrations chambers of commerce you name it it is the the labyrinth is deep and it is wide law enforcement agencies departments of justice Uh, your AGs, I mean, your governor, you name it, from the top to the bottom, out to the sides, you are seeing the systematic implosion of a democratic republic. There's no two ways about it. That is not hyperbole. You're watching a monetary implosion. You will no longer be using your dollars in very near days, according to many pieces of literature that I've read. And so have you. And I want you to think about how fast this appears to be rolling out, right? Just two years ago, at the beginning of COVID, I started seeing more, um, advertisements regarding crypto. And so I looked into that and I actually bought into um, a very minimal amount of, of coinage and really didn't know anything that I was doing. I was uh, following one of these crypto gurus, gurus for a moment and in, in tried to, you know, tried to learn the language because it is a language and I would encourage you to start to learn the language. Don't sit around and wait for someone else to educate you on this. You need to consume as much information as you can about it and get down to the nuts and bolts of what crypto really is and what it represents And what it represents, in my humble opinion, is the beginning of the end of all of your civil liberties. And why do I say that? Because if we can manipulate a dollar, if we can go from manipulating God's currency from gold and silver to a dollar from trees to printing it at will, at whim, right? without any measured backing at all. It's all in theory that these things are that these dollar bills are backed at this point by anything. We all know that. We've known that for for decades. I mean this is nothing new. And then you go to a quote blockchain of basically pluses and minuses, a a system that someone has created, a labyrinth that someone has created encoding That will ultimately be able to code you and your ability to exist as it pertains to functioning, to purchasing, to enjoying life on planet earth as a, as a freedom, as a free, as a free human. Knowing how fragile that system is and how easily manipulated it is, we see how many people, not just the left, ascribe to creating issues so that they can fix them, we live in a in a series of, malic- of malignant narcissistic personalities. I mean that we live in a sea of that rather, right where they they create the the victim and then attempt to soothe the victim while gaslighting the victim. I mean, it's a mind job, it is a mind job, and I'm keeping it rated G by saying that. And so you have to be aware of what's coming and how it's going to be implemented and who is going to be administering it. And see, your bank's... And, and many of your financial people have been lying to you for the past few years about, and your financial institutions, all of your people that you love to follow while you're working out on the treadmill, you got your little ticker tape at the bottom and they're all telling you cryptos, is not real, it's not coming. And a lot of those folks already knew what was in the pipeline. And so this has been, this has been in the works for many years. This is nothing new. And what you're going to find is that this, quote, virus, quote, pandemic surprise uh, is all part of the wonderful surprise package of implementing and installing um, the new world economic system, which will, in fact, be digital. Now, I don't have to go into the 10 million reasons why that is the most demonic idea on Earth. I mean, we've learned how to manipulate our way right out of the currency that God gave us, right? And here we are. So this never-ending desire, this lust that man has to control, to empower himself, to enslave his fellow man, that is only going to get worse in the coming days. And so my advice to you is to learn as much as you can about it and you know, I keep hashtagging silver. I am not a financial analyst. I am not licensed to talk about anything financial, so I'm not giving you financial advice. When people ask me what am I what am I engaged in, I am engaged in raw resources because I do believe there will come a time in this country if you're going to secede, you have to think about the monetary system uh, by which you're going to live and breathe and move. You're going to have to think about that. And so what is that going to look like? If you're going to create, uh, you know, your st- your sanctuary in your states or your counties, even, I mean, we see the states are nuts. So even on a County level, on a community level, what is that going to look like? How are you going to buy a dozen eggs from Ben down the road? I mean, how do you plan on how, how are you without fire, uh, uh, air and gas, you know, how do you plan on getting around in your electric car that you can't charge because you're not part of the social credit system because your iPhone, you know, you, you chunked your iPhone or your, your digital device, uh, you're, you know, you chunked it. And said, screw it. I mean, y'all thought living off-grid was like, cool, and we're going to live with a little, you know, an outhouse, and we're going to go back to being pioneers. You know, there's all kinds of cute little specials about it and how-tos on YouTube. And I don't think many of you have considered that that is probably exactly where we're going, and it's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be sexy. You're going to live... In a Mad Max society, you have the potential to live in a Mad Max society. I'm not being a doomsdayer. I believe me, my reality goggles are strapped very neatly on my eyes, and I see exactly what is happening. And you can read your Bible for yourself and see it too, and just look around you. So, I've been hearing a lot of murmuring. About in uh, polling, apparently, I don't know where these polls are coming from. That people are excited because President Trump is coming back. And I do not live on that cloud. Speaking of clouds, uh, I do not live there. I don't, they're all on the reinstatement, you know, bandwagon. And if that were to happen, that would be miraculous and more power to him and praise the Lord. And that would be amazing at this point. Uh, I, however, have been a widowed single mother for 22 plus years and and, and have learned how to think in terms of um, of planning for all possibilities. Right? I mean, when you're responsible for your baby cub or cubs and you're on your own, you, You you become the contingency queen. And so for me, I'm just looking around very soberly going, huh, okay, what are the contingencies going to be? And many of you are as well. And again, I'm not referring to overthrowing the current regime. It's hard for me to say government. I'm not uh, referring to that at all because I believe that you do have constitute. We all have constitutional rights that are right there in black and white that you can invoke. They're perfectly legal for you to do so that do not involve violence or anything else that, you know, would remotely uh, smell of, um, you know, an, an overthrow of something. And so, you know, if, if this is the globalist dream to take our land, to take our soul as a nation, then my thought is as a contingency minded person um, based on survival and thriving according to God's word, then I am looking for the legal alternatives to creating or maintaining the society in which I was afforded by the spilled blood of many others before me and you. So if that makes me whatever, I don't really care. I'm just to a point where We've got to start thinking in terms of as supply chains that are completely manufactured and that the just the damnedest thing, you know, um, supply chain, this whole manufactured crisis. We can't even manufacture butt wiping utensils on this soil. And but we're manufacturing one hell of a crisis right now, quite literally, with regard to you know, container ships to the tune of 111 of them, I believe, sitting off the coast. But when you think about what's in them, you know, I'm like, send it back. Send them their crap back. Send them their plastics back, you know. And they're much smarter minds than me whenever it comes to, uh, you know, finances and, and global markets and all of that. I'm a very simple, um, simple person whenever it comes to, okay, how do I feed my child? How do I make sure we're warm? How do I make sure we're safe? You know, kind of back to the basics stuff. And many of you need to get your heads out of the sand and see that that is rapidly approaching. Now, you may want to choose being a part of the global currency system. I I would encourage you to look to the EU and how well that has worked for countries who can no longer fish off of their own coastlines without going through the Nazis of the EU quite literally. You know, I don't know what it is with my German people I really don't. Just this affinity to dominate and control. That is something I need to biblically do my research on. If any of you have information, you're welcome to email that to me at Monica Matthews at protonmail.com. I am genuinely curious about this sick affinity to rule and reign and alter God's creation from this Germanic standpoint. It is astounding. You know, I was listening to Klaus, what's his name, uh, just last week and I thought, wow, there it is again you know, just this, the speaking of extremism and who do you set, who do you think sits at the head of the table of the EU? (laughs) it's just amazing. And they're my people for God's sake. So I look at them and go, wow, what kind of blood runs through your veins that you want to have massive control over God's creation? It's just bothersome and it's disgusting. Now, speaking of uh, things that are not bothersome and disgusting and, and how we can encourage one another. I have discovered recently spaces on Twitter and, uh, held my first spaces a couple of days ago, which was amazing and had no idea that so many people would show up and they did. And it was great. And my space is simply called hope is the strategy that is my space. I don't know if someone else will copy it, whatever, Hopefully it'll catch on, but hope is the strategy because many people believe that hope is not a strategy, but the word says we serve the God of hope. So hope is a strategy and it is the only strategy many of us can see that we have at this point. Hope, right? And as you can hear, I have my days too, where I just look around and go, you can't trust anyone. You you don't even know who to trust anymore on any level about anything. We're calling that which is evil, good and good, evil. I mean ad nauseum, daily. Uh, what else? You know, we're enslaving and trafficking our own children. We are the only nation on the planet Earth that will abort a child and call it a fetus up to birth and celebrate that, and celebrate that. I mean, we are a barbaric nation at this point. The barbarians were not as bad as we are, and see, because we're so sep- we're so uh, sanitized about it all, right? Because it's done in a hospital. Right? You have a gown and and you just stab the little baby in the back of the of the of the brain stem, right, as it's emerging from the womb into life. You know, when I think about that, it just makes me want to I I cringe, literally cringe inside my body even saying what I just said out loud. It makes me literally nauseated and it makes me want to cuss and it makes me want to just puke in someone's face who would stand in a state legislature and celebrate that as some kind of a right. We are literally seeing the demonics of hell in this earth. And so it is very easy to become consumed by it and because of it now spaces so I've held three, and I think tonight I'll probably get on and do a very quick one as well. Yesterday, we did a prayer group, and it legit went on for three hours, and I had no idea it was going to do that. It began at 8.30 in the morning. People from all over the world uh, partook. It was amazing. Uh, we had Muslims, Christians, you name it. It was gay, straight. They were all there, and um, and I trust God to just show up and show out and do what the Holy Spirit does I mean, a lot of tears were shed, real stories were shared, Um, you know, people prayed for each other, we had a super strong sister from New York City join us, and you know, she's feeling like she's out in the friggin' tundra of spirituality and sociopolitical craziness asking for prayer, and so it was awesome, because... You know, it gives us all a chance to come together. Some dude's like, hey, you know, somebody's listening to all of this. I'm like, I don't really care. I assume everything I do is being listened to. Everything. So happy listening. You know, what we've seen now with this corrupt DOJ and all things uh, liberally minded prosecutorial craziness is that if if there's nothing them there for them to find, they'll just create it. So you may as well speak the truth. Right, like if you're gonna go down, you may as go, you may as well for speaking the truth. Right, you may as well go down for speaking the truth, because the word says that you're actually blessed for that. Right, when you're persecuted for the sake of the kingdom, and so there's a blessing that comes with that. Quite honestly, so I'm like, I, who cares? Listen away, maybe you will be converted. I don't know, but there, yeah, you're, the dude was absolutely right. You have to know that you don't, there's nothing secret online, nothing. There aren't any, there's nothing, there's no such thing as a secret group on Facebook. It's just that you get to keep the other people that you don't like out of it. That's all it is. But there's nothing secret about groups, nothing. Anywhere on the internet, on your phone, anything that touches the internet, anything that goes into a cloud there is nothing secret about it never will be stop believing that that is not true so i've had a blast in the spaces department i have seen it just be oh my gosh very cathartic healing uh you know a lot of connection going on there and so if you want to tune in um i think i'm going to try for you know evenings probably closer to 30, 9 o'clock maybe, even as people are trying to wind down. Um, you know, people want to talk about all kinds of things, but I think I'd like to end every day with just reading through the Psalms, uh, bringing peace to people's minds and their spirits. If someone wants to sing, they're welcome to do that. Uh, a lot of people felt like we held a church service yesterday, which maybe we did. I mean, anywhere there's two, two or more of us gathered in Christ's name, he's there with us, and we are the church And the kingdom of heaven is within us. So quite possibly, yes, we held church yesterday, if that's what you want to call it. It was, again, very healing. Um, You know, a lot of people wrapping proverbial arms around others to say, hey, you know, we love you. You're not alone. And many of you feel very alone. And believe me, I am not immune to that. I'm just not. So, you know, being in the spotlight does not uh, afford you immunity from all the feelings that everyone else around you has. So uh, the key is to not stay in your feelings for very long. Um, It is important to acknowledge them, but it is even more important to ascend from them and, and just live with your eyes wide open, live with your heart and your mind set on the God of hope. Institute. What he's already given you to institute, speak the word over your life, call upon others to assist you, create safe and loving and law abiding communities, that is constitutional communities, that is very important. So, At any rate, I love you guys. I'm going to let you go. I've got uh, a lot of other things I need to do, and I've enjoyed my time with you. It's been a rough day. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot swirling, a lot. So you can keep me in your prayers. I'll be on Spaces tonight on Twitter, Monica On Air Talk. Would love to have you there. Like I said, probably be between 8.30 and 9 o'clock most evenings and just kind of end the day with each other uh, going into some sweet sleep. All right? All right, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. Oh,